Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks. Thanks for taking the time of being with us. You bring us honor and uh, our prayer is that God would use this study to help you and we always look forward to our opportunity to do these podcasts and be with you. With me as always is my friend and co-host Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, it's a Friday. What's going on? Fridays are good days. What's going on with you? Well, Doug, you know, we are, um, when this plays, I will be in Illinois, Lord willing, for a ladies' conference. Wow. Um, so I've got a crazy, crazy few weeks there, but um, hopefully I'll be re- a little rejuvenated in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I think it uh, will be. Yeah, it'll probably be tiring, though. Oh, I'm sure it will be because, you know, eight kids, it's a part of that package. And expect Emmy and I to be in the pool seven hours a day. You know, you'll be pulling her out. Debbie will be pulling me out. You've been in there long enough. You look like prunes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it'll be good. But yeah, we're, we're doing, doing well, little by little by faith. That's good, man. (laughs) That's good. So we get questions every once in a while. So I, I didn't bring them up. I wasn't going to do questions today, but I'm going to do at least one and I'll do the last few. So I know you guys question us. I want to do this one. Someone said, what podcast did Stephanie podcast cheat on you with? So someone wants to know what podcast you were on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a podcast called, um, I believe it's called take the coffee. There you go. Take the coffee. That's the name of it. The Mecklings run it with some friends of theirs. Oh, there you go. So take the coffee. So you guys wanted that answered. We answered that for you. And, uh, all right. So, you know, we're at that point where you might be a knucklehead. So we do this for a few reasons. You might be a knucklehead. If we put that together for a few reasons, number one, so I wanted to show people what knuckleheads were because some people may not know what a knucklehead is. Number two, we want people, once they know what a knucklehead is, not to be a knucklehead. And number three, as Stephanie aptly pointed out, that uh, there also is some humor sometimes in the knucklehead thing. And uh, that's all I want to say. That's all it comes down to. Uh, That's the reason we do the knucklehead thing. There's no ulterior motives. We just let everything out there. We don't want people to be knuckleheads. And, uh, you know, you might be a knucklehead if you're a preacher and all you do is preach about the guy down the road being a knucklehead. That's all I got to say. I I think we got to leave the guy down the road alone and just keep preaching. I think we got thousands of pages uh, and lots of verses. And, uh, you know, I I think when you got 1,500 pages, I think when you have a gazillion verses, 66 books of the Bible, the full counsel of God, salvation, we don't have to talk about the guy down the road. That's all I'm saying, Stephanie. I I mean, do you you agree with me? I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's just get on, man. Let's preach the word of God. Hey, that's a novel idea. Why don't we preach the word of God, man? Yeah. And, and stop picking on the guy down the road from you, even if you're not a preacher. Stop it. Cut it out, man. Someone, and if someone leaves your church, 
don't stalk th- don't stalk them and follow them to their new church and stalk them there that makes you the biggest creep on the planet loser yeah cut it out man or try to turn people in their church again you, you know them. we yeah. have manners in the workplace but we don't have them in the god place stop it you know we need to grow up man you know what i'm <laughs> saying I mean, there comes a time we just need to grow up and be human beings and be kind and be godly. And I'm sick and tired of people picking on pastor's wives, especially. Don't you hate that? I mean, just leave them alone. If you don't like them, don't hang out with them. If you like them, go to Starbucks with them. Starbucks makes everybody happy no matter what they say. Even the self-righteous say, oh, I wouldn't go to Starbucks. Yeah. You give them a a vente latte, they're in, man. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even pastor's wife and I would be in. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it gets so bad between Debbie, Stephanie, and I. We stop in the morning and at night now when we're all together. <laughs> and thanks for introdu- introducing me to that pink drink. You probably added like 40 milligrams of caffeine to my afternoons now. But actually, I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't even go to Starbucks today. I'm, I... Came home, poured that for about 45 cents. I made a latte at home, man. Uh, counting milk. And I don't know. I've been freaking out ever since it was 33 bucks for a pot roast that I didn't buy. I've just been freaking out at the prices. I think it's going to backfire. I don't think people are going to buy stuff. Yeah. You know? Got- oh. yeah. yeah. Pathetic. It's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be a knucklehead. And, and I mean, I, isn't that a serious one, though? If you're just bad-mouthing people, you might be a knucklehead. Stop. And, you know, you drop innuendos. I hate that. I hate people. Well, I don't want to say anything, but I shut up. Grow up. You know, drink a Trenta with caffeine in it and do something productive, like read the Bible. You know, those those people who don't want to say anything, give innuendo. Ask them to quote a couple verses to you. They'll get to one. That's only because they see it on the football game. But anyway, here we are. You haven't made your opinion clear enough. I think we need a little bit more explanation because I'm still confused. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. And then, and we we know narcissists. We know people who badmouth us. So for maybe for us, it's a little more painful than some. But for those who've uh, stood in the shadow of uh, the ministry or been in the ministry and seen that stood in the shadow of people badmouthing you and backstabbing. Oh, I won't do this. Would I ever do that? We don't work like that. And then stab you. You know, may, mm. may God recompense them many times over for what they've done to you. But just, you got to move on. You just got to <laughs> go. You know, you got to go. Just go. Go to Starbucks. <laughs> Praise God. Get over it. And so here we are. So now things, <laughs> things that are right with God. So we talk about book. We talk about food. We talk about vacation places, things we like to do. So what I want to do now, things you can do on the cheap that are really cool. So it could be anything, you know, things you can do on the cheap, you know, family fun, marriage fun, those types of things, things that I like doing. So I like just going out and looking at stuff sometimes. You know, with Debbie, we'll go down in Greenville here. They probably about 20 minutes from our house, they got the the falls, you know, that come down the Reedy River Falls and stuff. Beautiful. We'll just go stand down there, look at the falls, walk around, do those types of things. I like things like that. Things like that are right with God. You don't necessarily have to go and, and, and spend a hundred bucks doing something. You can You can just go around and look at stuff. It's all right. You know, and sometimes some of the greatest enjoyment in life is, you know, polishing your friend's pickup truck. So I'll give you my address if you want to polish, but it's all right. 
It's okay. All right. So here we are. So we know what not to do. We know we don't want to be a knucklehead. We don't want to be a bonehead. And here we do. We keep on, and I'm staying away from that other word, Stephanie. So don't worry. Here we are. We're on chapter. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's my, it's my privilege, man. It's my honor, man. It's my privilege to serve. So we're in Proverbs chapter five. I don't know about you, but Proverbs has been a great blessing to me, folks. And I, I hope it's been the same to you. And it's sparked a lot of conversations in my mind with my friends and family and things like that. And here we are in chapter five. And right away, I mean, right away, God is just calling our attention to what's going on. And and uh, he's using inspiring Solomon to write these words. And he says, my son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. And again, it's all about discretion, you know, with God, wisdom and discretion, they, they're hand in hand. Uh, they go together, uh, you know, like a horse in a carriage. I mean, it, it's there. It's like a car and an engine. I mean, it, you need them both. And it says, for the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as worm wood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shoulder ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable that thou canst not mm. know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. There's a lot going on here, Stephanie. Right away, he's coming out. He's saying, you know, bow your ear down here. Just shut off everything else that's taking your attention. Shut off those things that might be uh, messing with your ADHD mind, Doug. This is important. You pay attention to this. That thou mayest regard discretion again, Stephanie. I mean, what is this saying to you? We put those verses together, and what are you thinking? Wow. There, the, the, the warning given here is so powerful. Um, honestly, when I'm reading this, one of the things that's coming to mind is the whole, I think the one, the verse that stands out to me is verse six. Um, it says her ways are movable that thou canst not know them. In other words, this isn't going to be a black and white. Here's the one image you look for. And if the girl doesn't fit that image, then she's not a strange woman. Yeah. And obviously I think about this more um, now that I have sons and I've just been around yeah. a lot more women now and their ways are movable. Their ways morph, their ways change. And this makes me, it makes me tremble, almost tremble to say this. So I say this respectfully, but I know deacons wives. I know um, even a couple of pastors wives that, I am terrified to say that this description mm. actions and their words and the way they interact with men that I, you know, I used to watch them and go, something is so off something, but, but they're the deacon's wife. So that it's just, it's just me. I'm the one that's messed up. Now, when I read these passages, it freaks me out because yeah. it's like, Oh my word. And their ways are movable. Their ways morph. Their ways. They're they're like, um, you know, like that therapy putty that they give you, uh, <laughs> in your hand, and and yeah. it, wherever you put that stuff, it will morph. It will change shape. That stuff can make the biggest disaster in the world because once you get once it gets stuck on something, it's stuck there. It's it's mark is left. That stuff morphs. 
it's ways are movable. And that's what I think of. And I think of the disaster that stuff makes when your then three-year-old gets a hold of it. Um, And it's the same thing with the strange woman. They, they, they sow so much destruction with their words, with their actions, their manipulators, their narcissists. And by the way, same things with men, you know, I can say the same thing to you. Yes. Yeah. And so it's, it's a very serious passage. And I think because I have sons, um, these passages are extra sobering to me because I'm constantly asking God to protect them from the strange woman, protect them from yeah. women or even strange men, but people that would seek to draw their hearts away from serving God and take them down that path of impurity, whether it's emotionally, mentally, or physically. And so and it all matters. You know, there's yes, more, there's more to purity than just physical. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You never get to physical impurity without having long before gone down that trail, that evil, that path of evil, um, in your heart and in your mind. And so this is a very sobering passage. Um, I think it's just, it's, this cannot, we live in a day and age where this subject, I think a lot of people won't touch it because it makes people squirm. And I think it needs touched on because of the importance of it. Yeah. And, and I mean, just the, the, the way it's spoken here for the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb and her mouth is smoother than oil. And we know that honey is sweet and everybody loves a honeycomb. You know, it just, you, you know, you just take a bite of it. It's so easy to swallow and, yeah. and it tastes so good. It's so delicious. And in the warning and it's smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood. And I mean, they use that in alcohol drinks and stuff to give a sharp taste. And so wormwood is a bush that they, they use it for flavor. And when they want to, they use it in medicine. So people won't want to drink it all and stuff. And, and it's saying that that wormwood and, and, and as bitter as what, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two edged sword. It's going to hurt. You don't, you don't ever get on this road. And I know women and men that will, you know, they're pretty or they're handsome or whatever the case, you know, however this applies, uh, folks, it's the wrong path to go down. And God's reminding us that when we get away from him, it's the same thing. You yeah. know, we're just going to head toward this sin. He's saying, hey, this may be, seem sweet. It may seem pretty. And and all this may seem right, but it's, it's terrible. It's got that terrible taste to it. It's sharp. You're going to have to deal with that. And you can't go back and take it away. And yeah. her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. And, and, and folks, I don't want anything that takes hold on hell. I don't want anything that tastes bad. I don't want anything that's sharp as a two-edged sword. You know, the grass is always greener. Things always look better. But what God wants you to know is a relationship with him is about something permanent and wonderful. And it's bigger than anything you had prior to having God in your heart. It's bigger than all that. So listen to what I'm saying to you. Solomon's actually saying, you better listen here. Uh, listen to what I'm telling you. Everything looks better on the outside. Now, this is coming from a guy that, what, had 700 wives and 300 concubines or prostitutes. I mean, this is coming from a guy who knows what he's talking about. Yeah. No, Solomon knew the danger of a strange woman. Um, Every one of his wives was a strange woman. I mean, well, you know. yeah. yeah. Rehoboam's mother wasn't a gem. Um, so, you know, you're dealing with a man who knew firsthand what, what, and he knew that strange women all didn't look alike. Well, and, you know, and I think, and I'm, and I'm not saying that they weren't pure. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he didn't know them. They were strangers. I mean, there's no, it's impossible to know 700 women. I don't care. 
Well, and just the fact that he had all the wives that, you know, drew his heart away to worship the false gods. Yeah. He, they weren't all identical. No. You know, each of their personalities would have been different, and they used different cunning, different wiles to seduce him. And so he knew. He knew the power and the, and the scary the scary thing there that would happen um, or could happen when a strange woman was not resisted. And, and Joseph, you know, Joseph came to that point of running. Yeah. He left his jacket there. Yeah. He knew that there was, he knew his own heart. He knew his own flesh. He knew his own weaknesses. And so he ran from it. And that principle of running from the evil, again, like we have given to us in Proverbs here, that whole get out of that path. Don't even stand there and contemplate run for your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's significant here. It says, turn not your right hand to the left, remove thy foot from evil in the previous proverb. And, uh, just don't be part of this. Then her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. And, and we all know men and women, uh, that would sell their soul for a little bit of money and, you know, God forgive me for saying this, but have relations with anybody, you know, and I can't tell you, I, I remember a story years ago, there was a girl and, uh, and this is a really sad story, but this girl for years, she had remained single and, uh, she had a boyfriend, did her wrong in college. She went through college, went through a great Bible college and graduated and was actually a, a public school teacher. And she kept on waiting for God to give her the right man. And a man came into her life from church who was wonderful and godly. And he said, you know, I've been single as long as you have, and I've never had anyone meaningful in my, in my life. Will you give me a few months to pray about this? And a few months turned into four or five months. And, and this girl had met an ungodly man, and she had a relationship with him, an ungodly relationship. And she caught HIV. Mm. And uh, the day she found out she had HIV, she actually wrote it in a booklet. The day she found out she had HIV, she got an email from this guy saying, God has put it on my heart that you and I should have a relationship heading toward marriage. Can I call you father? Mm. And, and, you know, it's, it's, her feet go down to death. And we all know these men and women that they're morally bankrupt, man. You can, yeah. get, you can get whatever you want. I know I say that it's a terrible thing and God help us. And again, with all humility and trembling, we're talking to you about this. This is a hard subject, but we, we've got to stay away from this. We, we got to pray for one another. We got to hold up one another. And, uh, uh, and then it says, lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable. And as Stephanie was saying, it's like that putty you play with, that yeah. thou canst not know them. And so you think you can change these people? You can't. Hear yeah. me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. And, you know, it's, there's almost begging going on here, Stephanie. saying, listen, you don't want to be part of this sinful life. Don't leave yeah. your first love. You know, you're going to spend eternity with God. Once you accept Jesus Christ, you, you're eternally hooked to God. So live on earth and show that. You know, live a life that shows that. Live a life that brings honor and glory to God. Live a life that, that you know, is representative of the God you serve. I think that's the significant thing here. I think it's living that life that's so important because there's no joking when it comes to this stuff. There's... You know, yeah. God's word is clear. There's no joke here. There's no good that comes out of this. And, uh, you know, there, there's nothing you can look back at and say, boy, I'm sure I'm glad. No, you're not. Yeah. Listen, God has a design. And, uh, you know, Pastor Crockett, 
uh, used a good term. It's two souls mingling in God. That's what a marriage is. You, you have that. You have that. They, you have those gifts. And, and we know what marriage is. You know, marriage is for procreating. It's for creating children. More Marriage is for having that wonderful godly relationship that he only gives to a husband and wife. And marriage is, you know, so you can help others. And, and you're not going to do any of that if you got this other junk on the side or if you got this other junk. You know, you, you, purity is a cool thing. And, you know, the problem is the world doesn't sell it that way, Stephanie. And, and those listening to us know exactly what I'm saying. The world sells it like, hey, you know, that's old-fashioned. No, it's not. And, uh, but that's what the world want, how the world wants us to look at things. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, gentlemen, ladies, listen to me. Don't get caught up in this. And I know most of you are, and that's pretty cool. And I know reading this is helpful to all of us. I know it's helpful to me. And, uh, but looking at this from the perspective, I think that, that God gives Stephanie and I right now, as we talk about this, and I, I think, you know, our perspective should be, listen, we've got a wonderful God who's got something wonderful for our life and we got to wait on his timing. And some of us are right in the middle of the wonderful now. And some people get lost in the middle of wonderful and don't think it's wonderful anymore because they have so much of such a great thing that sometimes they get all messed up. Sometimes we take for granted the things we have in life and we don't treat people quite the way we should. Or maybe there's a lesson here for all of us with that, Stephanie. I don't know. You know, maybe the lesson is, you know, if we have something great, realize that, accept it and do good by it. Yeah, no, I definitely, I would wholeheartedly agree. I really struggle when I hear um, a wife putting down her husband because Everything in me wants to say, you need to be quiet and be thankful for what you have, um, being where I am now. And so I would definitely agree with that of, um, if you are married to someone who you know loves the Lord, treasure that and be very grateful for it. There it is, you know, and yeah, that's good enough for me right there. You know, I'll tell you, I've been thinking about a song we should do, and I mentioned it during yesterday's podcast about kitty things and stuff like that and about Jesus Loves Me. And I think we're just going to go ahead and play our song from our first album. And our albums are available, Stephanie Wesco and Family, Amazon, um, Apple, all the different places you can download music. They're there. And so type in Stephanie Wesco and Family, and you'll find them. There's two albums, Steadfast and Trials. And um, God meant it for good. So make sure this is from Steadfast and Trials, our first album. It's Jesus Loves Me. We sure do appreciate you folks. Listen to every word Eric's got to say. And, and listen, if you're not saved, get saved. And if you are saved, get serving. And uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, go out on Help the Wounded Spirits and give us a shout. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Here's the song, Jesus Loves Me, performed by Stephanie Wesco and family.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.